I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey, Stan Stans. Gilmore Girls is such a hot topic that we decided we actually couldn't contain ourselves to one episode. So just a heads up, this is a two-part episode. Sit back, relax, pop open a can of LaCroix, and enjoy part one of our Gilmore Girls episode. Sarah Michelle Gellar of Buffy the Welcome to We Stand Together, a pop culture academic symposium. I am one half of the pop culture professors. That's right. This smart person talking dumb topics is Lauren Brickman. And you might be wondering, where's my other half? Where's my significant slightly smarter other. Uh, Caitlin is taking a bit of a break right now, but she will be back very soon. But I am thrilled 
to say that we have a very special substitute professor in the house, friend of the pod, incredible pop culture mind and podcaster in his own right. Please give it up for Chris Lewis. Hello. How are you? I am, you know, I'm going to say this. 2022 has really come in hot. It's taken us all down, but it is it is been spicy. It's been fiery. You know, we planned to take a bit of hiatus in January because I was having surgery. And then, you know, life just kept coming. Then you did a live show instead. We did do a live show. (laughs) The live show marked the longest I stood on my own two feet uh, up to that point in 2022, which was really exciting. Turns out surgery on your feet twice in one year, kind of a lot. (laughs) Absolutely. I can't imagine. How are you You feeling? I'm feeling much better. Um, But the exciting thing was as soon as my foot started to heal, I then got COVID. (laughs) You know, Mariah Carey gives and she taketh. It's so true. It's so true. But it's been okay. How have you been? How's your 2022 been, Chris? Long. Every day feels like two years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. January. You know, sometimes I think we have no cultural memory, but I really do <laughs> think we are going to look back on January 2022 as the longest month in recorded history. I <laughs> still so feel true. like I'm in January. I feel like... <laughs> It's bled into Black History Month in a way that I'm not loving. Yeah. I'm seeing more about Joe Rogan than I'd like. Everything <gasps> is awful all the time, always. <laughs> but um, I'm very excited to be here and chatting about my favorite show of all time. Yes. You know, and I, I have to say, you know, if folks don't already know this, Chris is the co-host of a, another podcast, which is all about... Sex in the City. Sex in the City. And I do have to just take a moment to say, because Chris and I, we've had a few DMs, and I have not been necessarily the biggest stan of and just like that well I've a had... few dms we met in person for the first time and oh, that's true we were already talking it was about right it right after night. the first episode and we the first two and we got into it you were like this is awful and i was like i gotta <laughs> tell you i love it oh my god that is how time works i forgot we had already seen it that night when we met no like i had i waned in the middle but you caught me at like my high of and just like that well no because yeah. i loved the finale i loved it all well i want to say I wanted to say to you that my current stand right now, and I will say I did watch it at peak COVID fever brain, but I really liked the documentary they released after the season ended. I I stand it. Look, and just like that was like nine weeks of having COVID because it took away <laughs> time, logic, mm-hmm, space. Mm-hmm. Nothing made sense. Mm-hmm. And yet I was just happy to be with the girlies again. Well, and I felt what you described having like that joy you described watching that show i felt that joy watching the documentary like i loved that it wasn't trying to tell me a narrative and it was mostly just giving me glamour shots of sarah jessica parker and the clothes and like weird little snippets of her and the girlies pretending like they really love each other and then sarah jessica parker having a breakdown over a hat when we see the hat moment and we see the truth of what that relationship is it was an ugly fucking hat to be very clear to be very clear it looked like it was a breath away from death but but i I loved it that was that sarah jessica parker that i feel like kim cattrall talks about which is like an unhinged human (laughs) and i say that with all the love in the world for sjp who on shortcomings i've proclaimed many times is the Mm -hmm. greatest actress of all time i get it and also truth be told 
I've never found her more relatable than in that moment when she's trying not to cry and they're trying to get the take and you know she just wants to cry because she thinks she everyone's mad at her or something and I'm like we've all been that girl and I get it and I think it's so rare that we and by the way good for her for being so vulnerable and yeah. open about what her process is because I feel like most actors wouldn't talk about their process in that mm-hmm, way mm-hmm. and she was open to it like I really genuinely did love watching her maneuver around the closet and yes and must things up which by the way that all is one of the reasons I love and just like yeah. that in Sex and the City is that it she finds ways to make that apartment with Big lived in. Mm-hmm. I have controversial thoughts that like a woman of her tax bracket should no longer <laughs> be living in a third floor floor walk up. It's like what's happening? <sighs> oh, we love it. We really but do. I can't but wait for season two. I you know what? I'm here for it. If we'll nothing all be else. Watching. Also, that's the one thing I do want to say. Yeah. Everyone who's like this show fucking sucks. I hate Shay Diaz. It's like, guys, well, you're still watching. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It gave us a cultural language for nine beautiful weeks. Well, and here's the thing. Me watching and just like that is very similar to me still watching new episodes of Grey's Anatomy. I'm hanging out with people I love who I no longer have respect for. And that is still okay, fun for me. Okay, but that's not fair because then just like that, if you compare <laughs> and just like that in season 18 of Grey's Anatomy, one mm-hmm. is actually a functional television show and just like that. And season 18 <laughs> of Grey's Anatomy is like watching sock puppets just roam around with no knowledge of what's happening. Well, no but- scripts. To be fair, and just like that, they've gotten to take a little bit of a break, which no one on the cast of Grey's has ever been allowed to have. <laughs> just, I don't know what's going on there on Grey's, but that's a much larger that's conversation another, that's, of that's how Christopher we don't have time. needs to be in jail. <laughs> we have so much we could say. But today, why we're here is to talk about another iconic property, and that's Gilmore Girls. Because if there's one thing that our Instagram account has revealed, it's that there is a huge overlap between We Stand Stands and Gilmore Girls Stands. And so we absolutely had to dedicate a full episode to this iconic show. And before Anything else, though, I do just want to say I put out a call on our Instagram, as many of our listeners probably noticed, asking people for various hot takes and things. And I did have a couple people who slid into the DMs to reveal they have never seen the show. Um, And dear friend and frequent contributor of the show, Letitia DiVenuto, um, she did send a voice memo this morning that I absolutely have to play for you. Um, She's never seen a single episode not a frame not a frame um but she sent a hot take she called it a hot take regardless and so i just i want to play for you what we got in in our inbox this morning from letitia excited here we go all right i'm offering a hot take on gilmore girls because i've never seen the show but i know it stars alexis bedell and lauren graham and i've followed their careers since sisterhood of the traveling pants and parenthood i think the show shot in la but like The show's supposed to take place in a small town, like in the Northeast or something, because there's snow in some pictures. And it also had Milo or Milo uh, from This Is Us, who plays Jack. And they always cast him in like these like, I'm a small town guy, even though I'm like Hollywood royalty um, roles. And it also had Melissa McCarthy. Like, so, yeah, this show has a lot of laughter, a lot of love and a lot of fun. It's about the relationship of the mother and daughter, Alexis and Lauren. But, like, they obviously grow up and go through some 
hard times together, but they make it through because um, they joke about things um, and they try dating and it doesn't work a lot, but like they try and then they talk about it and then they hug and then maybe they like cheers and, and drink like uh, seltzer or tea together. NBC, I would love to see a crossover of the worlds of This Is Us, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants and Parenthood. So if you guys make that, I will watch Gilmore Girls 100%. Hot take. So that was Letitia's hot take. Um, She's never seen Gilmore Girls. She tried to guess what it was about, and she has offered that she will watch a mashup of three other shows. But not Gilmore Girls. I I kept waiting for her to mention Gilmore Girls in that mashup. I think she wants that mashup to be Gilmore Girls 2.0. Um, ah, no, I think- I, what I love is, is that at one point she says that Lorelai and Rory date. Now, I'm sure she <laughs> met other people, but the language of it was like those, they get together, they try to date. It doesn't really work out, but they talk about it. I love it. I love that she she hit and, me with the seltzer. And Milo is, a, is Hollywood royalty? <laughs> Does I love he have this. a lineage I don't know of? Wasn't he on that TV show, Heroes? I, I don't think anyone from that show is royalty. <laughs> and if, it, if it's going to be anyone, it's Ali Larder. I don't think it's Milo. Fair enough, fair enough. Famously fair enough. friends with Garcelle Beauvais. I don't think it's... <laughs> um, but Chris, for anyone listening to the show that, like, Letitia has never watched a single frame of Gilmore Girls, is there anything that Letitia didn't mention that you think is important for folks to know before we do a deep dive today? I mean... Emily Gilmore is very important. <laughs> Intergeneration, intergenerational, you know, trauma and love that the Gilmore girls aren't just. Well, she also seemed fuzzy on the names of Rory and Lorelai, which mm-hmm. uh, it's not just, that the Gilmore girls aren't just Lorelai and Rory, that we mm-hmm. have to always make sure to create space for our queen, Emily, to be one mm-hmm. of the Gilmore girls. So just yeah. making sure you're aware that there are grandparents and that the show is really about family yeah yeah absolutely absolutely i think that's very important but i will say for someone who's never seen it pretty good well because what i want to say is the wb which is where the show was lived they had great marketing and then and netflix the CW, who picked it up let's not forget it was briefly on the cw and One it is season and it is at home on Netflix. But I, I have to say the marketing and branding for this show has always been on point. You can look at any image that's ever been dropped and just kind of know without knowing what the show is about. I will say, though, that one thing that I people have problems with the title, I genuinely mm-hmm. don't. I will say that I think that the marketing tends to highlight the bubblegum pop mm. of the show. And like Stars Hollow, where like the meat and heart of the show is Lorelai and Emily. Yeah. And that it's it's a family drama, but I think if you looked at the marketing, which I do think is great and bouncy mm-hmm, and poppy, mm-hmm. you would think, oh, this is like a 30-minute comedy. Mm-hmm. But there's, I, yeah. some stuff we, there's some stuff we get into. There in is some show, stuff we get Gilmore into. Gilmore Girls that I've cried at almost every episode. I have cried more than once watching episodes of Gilmore Girls. You're right. You're right. It has more substance than you might guess, but I think that's the fun surprise, you know? That's true. Right, That's it's like the you, Tootsie you, Roll in the middle. What's the, is that? What's in the middle of a Tootsie Pop? Well, what I was gonna say was a Cadbury egg, but I oh. love that we both immediately went to confectionery goods. Um, that feels right. Yeah, well, that's Gilmore Girls. Because that's candy. Gilmore Girls. That's Gilmore Girls. I think it's important. We have we have two special guests that are here today to uh, test our knowledge as experts on the world of 
Gilmore Girls and play a game with us are longtime friends of the show and frequent contributors. Uh, Ariel Gitlin and Victoria Edel are here. And folks, before we play the game, I thought we'd all just sort of share our Gilmore Girl credential story. Just talk a little bit about, you know, because obviously I knew you two were experts and had to have you on today's show. But, you know, here at We Stand University, we always like to let our listeners sort of know a little bit about our story and I just want to put everyone at ease and let you know that I've been a stand from day one. I am not like a late to the story Netflix watcher. I was watching it in real time. Gilmore Girls is the only TV show I ever owned the complete DVD collection of. Did you have the big dollhouse or Mm -hmm. the individual sets? I had the individual sets because I had no patience and I was buying them in real time as they were released. Same. So that was my truth. And I do have, not to brag, but I have spent time IRL with two of Rory suitors. Um, I had an afternoon where I got to hang out with Marty, AKA Wayne Wilcox. Um, please don't ask Wayne. Uh, if he knows me, he will not remember. Now, if for those listening, if you don't remember who Marty is, because mm-hmm. he's a bit of a deep cut, mm-hmm, he is mm-hmm. the gentleman who kind of pines after Rory. I really think we were all like snowed up with marty when we watched it originally then watching it back it's like wow this guy is a loser no offense to wayne if he's listening no wayne's a lovely man um and wayne and gorgeous is i'd love to see him on my screen again stunning wayne's other iconic role to me is that he's in the rent movie he's mm-hmm. the guy in the life support group who starts singing the life support song yeah and the first time i watched that after watching more rose i was like it's marty yeah oh, i screamed and- marty in the theater when i saw rent opening night and he's had a very robust uh, regional theater, uh, musical regional theater career, which is how he became the ex of someone I knew. And that's how I got to spend an afternoon with him. The, okay. other, the other deep cut Rory suitor that I've spent time with is a character who in the reboot in the year in a life is one of the most hated characters in Gilmore history. The character of Paul, mm-hmm. the guy Rory keeps forgetting to break up with is married to a girl I went to college with, and I have met him in many social settings. Wow. Shout out to Jack Carpenter. A a Bunheads king, right? Wasn't he on Bunheads? He was on Bunheads. He was also on uh, Switched at Birth. Good wife? I mean... a freeform ABC family. Yeah, I was going to say he really trotted the boards of ABC family. It's... it's, I've always felt... Jack is someone who I know, like... uh, as an acquaintance, I don't know him very well, but I've always felt like it was he was haunting me since the day I met him because he's been on like every show I love. <laughs> there's a show I love. Jack will be on that show. I mean, there's no funny. greater, higher honor than being on The Good Wife. So good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Not even The Good Fight. The Good Wife. To be on The Good Wife. No, actually, I was going to say now I Ooh. think there is a higher honor and I'd rather be on The Good Fight. Yeah. I think that I think the true honor is to have been on both. <sighs> And Juliana Margulies can't say that. Well, the people, the minor characters, minor characters from The Good Wife who return to The Good Fight, like, that's always a joy yeah. when you see mm-hmm. them. You're like, yes, like, let's do a deep callback to something from the first show. That's true. But I do think The Good Fight guest stars, like, mm. average out are more prestigious true. than The Good Wife guest stars. Like, I mean, we had Mandy Patinkin for a whole season. Like... Fair enough. Fair I'm enough. I hope this podcast will dedicate an episode to Kush Jumbo. I just think we. Oh, we, we yeah. Need that. If you think that I didn't watch her 
in one day, the new series she has on Netflix, that Harlan whatever show. I turned it on and fell right asleep in her loving arms. <laughs> I have seen every frame of it. I love her so much. So you better believe we will be doing an episode. But we're here to talk Gilmore. So <laughs> yes. folks, what are your Gilmore credits? I started watching the show when a friend gave me the first disc of the first season. She wouldn't even give me the full box set because <laughs> she was so obsessed. So she had me borrow them disc by disc. And I would just go home, watch them immediately, return it, get another one. I mean, I became instantly obsessed. And then I started watching as it happened, as it aired live. And I have watched an episode of Gilmore Girls every single day of my life since probably 10th wow. grade of high school. Wow. That's... It put, no, I'm not always rewatching in order. I wow. turn it on mm-hmm, sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's just, mm-hmm. I, I feel, I can't not see it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I get that. I get that. How about you, Ariel? What's your Gilmore story? My Gilmore story is probably that I don't remember what year it was, but like when I was in high school, the episodes I think replayed at after school time on ABC Family, I want to say, like around four. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would like be in order each day. So they were rerun or syndicated or something at that point, but. I would try to catch them after school. And uh, since then, I've done, you know, the, the full binge on Netflix probably 100 times. But I had seen most of it before. So I think I was watching on DVDs at my friends' places. I think I was watching reruns. I somehow mishmashed seeing most of it altogether. But now I rewatch mm. the whole thing like every year. <laughs> and um, I love it. I also wore a kilt to school, so I felt connected <laughs> to Rory's outfit wow. there. But she looked cute in it and got a million boyfriends. And I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I came home and watched Gilmore Girls. That's what I did. <laughs> so. I love it. I love it. Victoria? Yeah, I was a late in life uh, Gilmore Girl fan. Like when I was in school and it was on, there was this girl I was friends with, but I like didn't like her. And she liked Gilmore Girls, mm. so I didn't want to watch it because she liked it. Like, it was right. like, that's her thing. So then I never watched it. And then when I was in college, like, a bunch of my friends had the DVDs, but I still didn't watch it. And then when I graduated from college, I finally started watching it on Netflix. And then I would text all my friends who'd seen it. Like, we had a group chat called, like, Stars Hollow, where I would text them about it. But they, like, didn't care because this was, like, old news to them. Yeah. So I'd say the reason why I did make it through is because I started listening to the Gilmore Guys podcast. So then I felt like, okay, like, somebody else is here Mm -hmm. to, like, be mad about the things that happened in this episode with, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. like, and that's, like, what got me all the way through. And then, uh, you know, unfortunately, I watched the new episodes and, you know, so I'm here. Oh, oh. I would say I'm not a, like, bulk rewatcher. Like, I'm, like, going to pick my favorite episodes to rewatch, you know? So, like, you know, the Thanksgiving episode I'm going to watch, you know? Like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to, like, rewatch the whole thing at once. But now that you guys are saying it, I'm like, should this be my new rewatch show? I think you have to rewatch it fully. Gilmore Girls is like Mm a Russian novel. It unfolds Mm, so beautifully. And if you just, yes, there are great episodes like a deep fried Korean Thanksgiving that stand alone. However, Mm -hmm. I think that watching it as a whole, you find Mm -hmm. connections Mm -hmm. and intricacies that are there that make the show so much deeper 
So mm-hmm. it really is worthy of a rewatch. But again, I say this as someone who watches an episode a day. No, I, I appreciate it. I also just have to, I, you know, I have, I have been not well this week uh, as I've been recovering. And to make things worse, so many people have revealed to me their true thoughts about a year in the life. And I'm so disgusted. many, I, I have to say, it's been making my road to recovery harder because every day I wake up and I think today's the day I'm going to feel better. And then someone I trust, love and respect reveals to me their heinous thoughts about a year in the life. And then I feel like I'm backtracking. I can't believe you're a pro. I didn't think anyone was pro. A year I didn't in the think life. anyone so was con. This is stunning to me. Like, first off, let's have, like, the rampant fat phobia, which, of course, well, existed in the original well, series. That's but always been there. turned up a notch for no fucking reason. That was insane. The musical? The oh. musical. The musical! Sure, there are moments. I think if it had been, instead of four 90 minutes, it had been the same amount of time split into 45-minute episodes, it would have been a lot Listen. better. Are there moments that are sheer chaos fever dreams? Absolutely. But that's always been part of the show. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, there being a weird musical in the town is, to me, completely in keeping with the fact that there's a whole episode where the town dresses up like paintings. (laughs) I loved it. I loved it. Give me my friends. Just show me my friends. I don't know. To me, it just felt like... There was so much hijinks and so much that I just, like, did not like. I don't want to reveal my full hot take yet. (laughs) Okay, I will just say this and leave you to think on this. I'm, like, getting hot. Like, I'm going to have to take my (laughs) turn. I think that Gilmore Girls A Year in the Life is one of the most beautiful and truthful explorations of grief I have ever seen explored in like a piece of popular culture and the reverberations of Richard's death and how it is so deeply felt in every crevice of that piece and every choice that those characters make made more sense to me than anything I just feel like one of the things I've always struggled with with like like on rewatch especially of shows i love from the past like like dawson's creek a show i've watched more than legally should be allowed and i should be in jail like when when i rewatch it as an adult i'm like wow we really got over things pretty quick here right like it was like one and done and i love that like there's not a single choice made in a year in a life that doesn't go back to the fact that they are grieving the loss of this person and to chris's point as i rewatch it like i'm rewatching the season where um lorelei and emily are fighting but richard is cool with everybody and those episodes to me lay the groundwork of so much that we see anyways that's my i've already i I agree with you that the best part of your life by far, is the stuff about grief. It is the Emily plot. It is that conversation when Lorelai is, like, gonna go do wild and she's, like, on the hill on the phone with Emily. Like, those are... I 100% agree those are, like, beautiful moments and I'm glad that we have them. I just have an issue with everything around it. But to not love <laughs> the nonsense is to not love Gilmore Girls. Wow, the, wow. That's real. Uh, that's... Sure. <laughs> the fat phobia, though, is unacceptable. That is right. shocking. And I think, too, that, like, they... It felt like 
for Amy, she really wanted the show. No time to have passed from the last episode and a year in a life. Oh. So there were just like there's no reason why Luke and Lorelai wouldn't be married in the first episode. Oh, I dis I completely oh, disagree. There's no reason. I completely disagree wow. that I think that inherently Lorelai <laughs> and Luke are two people who can who are really bad at communicating. Mm-hmm. And actually what I love about them is they're this different kind of love story that because they're both adults when they choose to get together they aren't Mm -hmm. going to they're Mm. both awful at compromise and sharing Mm. their experiences so it makes complete sense to me that two people who couldn't even figure out how to say i kind of like you for five years during the original show would take that long to finally get together and also we have to remember it's like when everyone says that it's like well guys did you want the wedding to be off camera no we have to see it i get that and i love that they did get married but it's like whatever it's fine i appreciate i appreciate your perspectives on it (laughs) i will also say though one thing i will say is i had i did kind of love at the time the press that amy did and she was being a little petty she was like Oh, I never watched season seven, she claimed in like interviews and stuff. And like fully she was like, Yeah, these are jokes I would have put in the show for my season seven that never had like there was some petty stuff happening, mm-hmm. but to me, but I will say for I her, she's that. so nuts. I actually genuinely oh, I believe it. she did not watch oh. season seven. Like oh, it's I not believe like, it too. Where there are some creators who it's like you absolutely were watching and like screaming in your living room. No, she didn't. No. Yeah. Oh, she absolutely did not. And that is, well, I'll save this. That sets me up for something I will say for later. All right. <laughs> we could go all day, but oh, yeah, Ariel yeah, yeah, yeah. and Victoria, you brought a game. And so <laughs> please take control. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I could listen to you guys do hot takes. I, I, I was like, just, I forgot it was audio. So all my reactions. <laughs> reactions i'm just sitting here like "Mm, mm." okay uh victoria and i came up with this idea at the same time separately for real the sink here is um really deep really incredible Mm -hmm. um so we're gonna play a little trivia game called who said that boyfriend edition (gasps) amazing so we're gonna read you some quotes and you're going to guess ah, okay. which boyfriend said it. And I'm going to read some Rory quotes. And then um, Victoria is going to read some Laura-like quotes. I okay. feel like I have been building toward... This is my alert. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you are going to crush yeah. it. Like, I would be stunned. And I will if say... everyone right, I would be stunned. This is my Winter Olympics. Yeah, this is this is actually... This <laughs> is the Olympics. They added it. Okay, it. yeah. Congratulations. Yes. Um, so we'll hope that you... It's you guys off. versus Michaela Schifrin. Wow. The whole competition. We're taking her down. Okay, so starting with Rory. The first quote is, I don't want to talk to anybody else. I don't like anybody else. Which boyfriend said this? That's Jess. Jess. Yeah, that's a Mariano quote, isn't it? Yep, that's Jess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. That's Wait, should we go back and forth between the two? Like, I'll do. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, this is a Lorelai boyfriend. Not only are you breaking up with me, you're doing it really badly. Is that... Max? Yeah. Oh. I want to say it's Max in the coffee shop when she goes to talk to him in season one. Wow, you're both correct. It is Max Medina. Ah! 
I can't say his. I like. I have to say his full name. Like, yeah, I can't. Max. He's not just Max. Medina. He's gonna be both. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm keeping score, by the way. <laughs> I'm keeping score. proposing over the phone over voicemail. <laughs> Over yeah. voicemail. I think people remember that she was even on the phone. She mm-hmm. he left a voicemail like, will you marry me? That insane. was absolutely insane. I will insane. say this. I do think talking on the phone is Lorelai's love language. It was a voicemail. She loves the phone. She loves the phone. Yeah. <laughs> but no, anyways, there's a reason. the phone. There's a reason why they didn't end up together. And I'll say all roads lead back to that poor proposal. Mm. And by the way, um, if you're not familiar, I do spend about 90% of my day on the um, app TikTok. And Mm -hmm. the the Gilmore Girls um, costume designer is on TikTok and like revealing secrets and stuff. So maybe get get on there. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think that they revealed that there were way more than a thousand yellow daisies, which we thought there would be. There were millions. A thousand yellow daisies (laughs) would not have that impact. Would not look like that. Okay. The next Rory boyfriend quote. Well, too bad, Rory. Somebody doesn't like you for once. That's Ooh. Dino, isn't it? I was going to say Dean, too. Yes, you're both right. But you it, uh, you guys are very That's on the same asshole. page. Yeah. Well, we've... Yeah. We spent well, a lot of time with right yeah. that's Dean. That's mm-hmm. that's Dean when um, Rory shows up and when Rory is like, "Are you going to tell your little sister that I dumped you?" Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> At that sad that's little window, how it goes. Clara. Okay, you're you. I'm me. I just want to stop pretending we're something else. Oh, I think that's Jason. I think that's her dad's business partner that she dates. uh, Digger. Yeah. Yeah, Digger. Is it? No. Yes, I'm going with Digger. I can almost picture it. No, it's Luke. It's Luke. I don't think I would have gotten that right. I'm you. Wait, what? Read the line to me again. It's you're you, I'm me. I just want to stop pretending we're something else. And that's when he breaks up with her. (gasps) Oh, is this in the. Is this in. um, Is that season seven in the grocery store? Uh, yes. Th- that's, th- th- no. Th- you gotta get that out of here. <laughs> okay. Any questions that come from season wow. seven. Sorry, I, buddy. It does count. I'm so sorry. That wow. is not within wow. the auspice of Amy Sherman Palladino. I'm sorry. Wow. Okay. That was well, David S. Rosenthal and another one who sh- Azkaban. I do think it's telling that it sounded like a douchey Jason quote. So. That's true. That's true. Ugh, okay. That grocery store scene. Well, hopefully, um, this is from a season that you count as canon. Uh, Rory boyfriend quote think of how dull your life would be without me Logan Logan you're both wrong it is Jess when he tries to get her to skip tutoring him and like go out in the car and get ice cream oh wow because my second guess was going to be Tristan and I was like are we counting Tristan as a boyfriend oh my god I got Tristan I was going to say Tristan too and then I was like they were not going to Tristan us yeah I was like are we counting Tristan as a boyfriend because I do as a a love interest I thought about putting I thought about putting Tristan in um and and maybe I did ooh yeah, I mean, we have to, we must stay on Chad Michael Murray's journey. They were auditioning him. No. They were like, Gilmore Girls, no. Dawson's Creek, no. One Tree Hill, absolutely. Yeah. Like him and Adam Brody, you know? Matt Zucre. Yeah. Well, I actually love Matt Zucre. Um, Great on The Good Wife, awful as on Gilmore Girls. As we discussed on The Good Wife. Please, um, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need everyone to calm down because but I, I watched The Good Wife first and then I watched Gilmore Girls, so I already was like impacted by The Good Wife when I got to Gilmore Girls. He's a wonderful actor on The Good Wife. He cannot handle yeah. Amy Sherman Palladino language. We can I, need you, I need you. I need you. 
I just, this is my own home and I just need everyone to be respectful. Right. Okay, next quote, next quote. <gasps> okay, okay. You find me repulsive. That's Digar. Wait. Wait, I feel rep- like... Is it Digger when, like- when they first meet and they're going back and forth about the names and we end on umlauts? Wait, no, wait. What's the character's name when they're on, like, the weird double date? And it's that oh, little... Um, what's that his char- name? That little guy. <laughs> the little guy, the character actor who was also on uh, Buffy. Rune! Um, Rune, yeah! Is it Rune? Are we counting Rune as a boyfriend? <laughs> no, you were right. It's Jigger. <laughs> it's not Rune. Okay. Yeah, but Lawrence guesses Rune. I'm like, am I going to have to remember what John what, like uh, John Ham's name was? Oh my god. Uh, well, I'll tell you, I did like look up a full list of Lorelai boyfriends and it had John Ham on it. And I was like, uh, like, does that count? Hey, listen, if I went on one day with John Ham, I'd call him my boyfriend. Like, it's I, true. you know, you got to take what you can get there. I really would. Oh my God. Well, pre Mad Men John Ham. He so did not really have the Don him. Draper sex appeal yet. He was kind of like no. a no. shrimp. Yeah. No, he didn't know what he was doing. Hey. Okay. Well, that was me. Digger, not Rune. Good job, <laughs> Digger. Oh, Rune. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I. Okay, so it's Let's four and three, Chris, Rune. right now. Where was Rune in the revival? Where was Rune? Where's Rune? Justice for Rune. WWS, where was Rune? <laughs> okay. It's like Rune and Kirk Chima. <laughs> oh, really... um, oh, okay. Okay. This is a Rory boyfriend. You're beautiful. You're intelligent. You're incredibly interesting. You're definitely girlfriend material. That's Logan. Logan. That's Ugh. Logan. Yeah. That, he- Get out! Stop! I'm sick over it. All, all of, all of Logan's were really easy. Like, cause they're, but yeah. This is je ne sais quoi. This is Logan. Fucking slime ball. That Logan's guy. gonna Logan. Okay, this next quote is a little conversation. Okay. So the boyfriend says, "Tell me about this guy. Do we hate him?" And Lorelai says, "What?" And the boyfriend says, "Logan, do we hate him? Am I supposed it's Christopher. to hate him?" <laughs> <laughs> yep christopher it is it yeah. is christopher christopher uh christopher it's christopher the good version of logan okay so this okay. is this okay. is the last rory boyfriend quote okay and right now you're both at a lot of points <laughs> i'm dying okay <laughs> do i get covid over the zoom i'm not infectious <laughs> anymore i'm not infectious anymore um okay we could go to a bookstore. I'll watch you browse for six or seven hours. Is that Tristan? I got nobody on that, so I'm gonna say... I want to say it's Dean, because I don't think you're counting Tristan, so I'm only choosing from the three we have. It is Dean. Oh, wait. Sorry, from an early mm. season, it's Dean. Okay. Okay. I feel like the hint in that was that he wasn't like, I'm going to read a book. He was just like, I'll stand well, no, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody, anybody no, else would have picked up a book. He can't yeah. tie his own fucking shoes that <laughs> No. Jess would have written her a book. He did. Logan, Logan would have taken her to meet the book publisher, and Dean mm-hmm. just watches her read. <laughs> Logan would have Logan left her. Like, Logan would have left her and fucked somebody else. Logan would have been like, "I'll fly, I'll fly you to Paris, and I'll take you to Shakespeare and Company, but then I'll go missing in the middle of the bookstore, and you'll have to like try to find me." I'll fall off a cliff. Listen, you're all judging him for his earlier days, and no one's allowing him to grow. 
Oh, should we judge him for his later <laughs> for his later judgment, Lauren, when he's cheating on his wife, his fiance? Okay, listen, whatever. That is the shade Amy Sherman Palladino threw at him. Where and- would you? Where would you like us to land with Listen, Logan? Listen, I'm not a huge fan of season seven, but we often forget that he grew up in season seven. Yes, when we're not in canon. But it is canon for him. <laughs> I love him. What's important <laughs> is that he is hot and rich. Okay. Thank you. That's important. That is it's important. True. He's beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Last one. Last quote is, is there anything on this menu that isn't French? Luke. Yeah, I would say it's Luke, right? I'm so sorry, but it's Rune. (laughs) (laughs) That's where they go on their double date. They go to a French restaurant. I can't believe it. That's perfect. Honestly, nothing's ever been funnier in my entire life. Oh my god! Of course, it was Rune. Of course, course it was Rune. Yeah, but we kind of we kind of burst the Rune bubble when you kissed him earlier. Yeah, so I was like, oh fuck, is this still gonna be funny? And it was. So thank you. We were like, she absolutely would never put Rune on there. Like, no, Rune is too funny. I had to, like, find a transcript of that whole episode and then, like, control F Rune to, like, see if he said anything good. Justice most, for of Rune. Quotes, most of his quotes are just like, I hate Lorelai. She's so tall. I love that little guy. And he- Rune does kind of sound like Steve. Yeah. Why are you so tall? Oh, my God, they're probably related. They're probably cousins. Um, all tiny little guys are related. That is um, so Steve's cousin. There's a crossover yeah. episode of Sex in the City Absolutely. and Gilmore Girls yeah. where it's like Rune's night in the city. I'm going to go visit my cousin Steve. Meet his bitch wife, Miranda. The gals go oh, on a road God. trip to see a small town. Oh, so good. Yeah. Wow, well, um, wow. Chris won. Um, by course, two points. Wow, I'm ashamed. But you, no, those you good. both did. A- that was such a fun game. Really amazing. I love it. Well, and it just goes to show that most of the men don't have iconic lines. Because I was like, well, <laughs> no. it could have been that one. Well, it was, maybe it was that one. Was it that one? <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, I did pick all these lines from like, um, like gift sets of like moments mm. from Gilmore Girls. So yeah. uh, <laughs> some of them could be inaccurate, and also. Uh, there's no reasoning behind any of them, but wow! Hey, wow. I, I love, love a good gift set, you know. Well, now that we've played this game, I have to ask before you all go: who who is your one true pair for Rory? Who do you think Rory belongs with? This is um, a debate that's been raging for years. I would say that I am a big Jess apologist. Okay. There's nothing to apologize for. So ultimately, well, I think a lot of people are like, oh, Jess is like bad. And it's like, no, he's literally like reacting to his extremely traumatic life, which is that like both his parents have like abandoned him Mm -hmm. and just like thrown him onto his uncle. And now he's like trying to like figure out a like way to live. Like when Jess is like employee of the month at Walmart, Mm. it is like so touching because it's like Jess just like, wants to do good and like doesn't get any like positive reinforcement in his life he's like a smart boy and like no and everybody's so mean to him all the time because he wears a leather jacket um he's a beautiful young man who just needs the love of a good yeah black gay guy i think that like (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think that like adult jess would definitely be the best adult of the three main boyfriends for sure and definitely is the one that i would pick and is the one that rory should be with okay I I'm also team Jess, but wow. the party scene is I try to 
block that out because I do not like or condone his behavior there. But you know, the, in that case, I'm willing to blame the writers. <laughs> it wasn't jazz. It was that's the key. That was like I don't know what was going on. I don't know who wrote that episode. I feel like we were really just trying to get rid of my man. And well, he... yeah, because we mm-hmm. were trying to gear up for him to get his own show. So yeah, we were, we were really going to go to Windward Circle, weren't we? Yeah, we were all right. moving to California, and we needed him to have a bigger chip on his shoulder. To I would have so. watched. I would have watched a spinoff. So my 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 Netflix account knows that I'm Team Jess because my little icon for Gilmore Girls is always just a picture of his face. So because funny. I rewatch those episodes. I'm assuming that's how algorithm works. I'm not familiar mm, with yeah. the mm-hmm. math of it all, but yeah. Wow. Did anyone wow. watch his little spinoff that was about like sex in college? Yes. It wasn't a spinoff, but his other Am I his... making this show up? Am no, I having a stroke? it was called um I forget what it's called, but it was like a couple it didn't even get a full season. But the show was on the CW and it happened I think after his pilot didn't take I think yes, they get, and it they, was like about a sex class. Yes, yeah, so it was about it was about students at a liberal arts college who were all enrolled in this like sexual seminar, and it was Is like it opposite sex. Is that what it's no, called? No, it had like a really it it had a stranger title than that. I want to say was it Bedford Diaries or something yes. like that? Yes, or like Bedford Bedford yes. University. Yeah, and it was like they all had to do these like video diaries as an assignment. I think it only maybe got like six or seven episodes out before it got canceled. Penn Badgley was on it. We could all have had shows on the CW if we could have because they would greenlight anything. Yeah. Well, because what it was is they all they would do these shows just to run out the actors' contracts because it was cheaper. Mm. So like Milo had a contract and that the other show didn't go, but they had to run out his contract. So I think that was one of the situations because um the actor who plays Luke also had a similar thing where he had like but a at couple a certain of point, don't you just pay the actor and say just go home? Right. Well <laughs> no, because like a whole show. So a friend of mine was explaining to me who um because so i won't reveal the name but i had a friend who was uh, uh, for whatever reason got all of the this pilots was scott speedman and yes my friend scott speedman my friend scott speedman one year had all of the pilots for a certain network early because of a connection they had to a project on the network and some of them were there was one that was really bad and i was like what is happening and he explained to me that this there was a deal in place where actually it was cheaper for them to like make a series for a couple of episodes than to pay out the penalty of not doing it like there are these crazy contracts out there so i think every now and then sometimes it's it's not that but every now and then when i look at some of those people that probably did have one of those like cadillac deals with the network like because, like, I think a similar thing happened with the guy who played Luke because he had signed on for an eighth season or whatever. He had, like, a big deal contract. And they had this, like, pilot that was, like, fine. And they, like, shot it. And it was, like... But you, they didn't put any marketing into it. They didn't try. It aired for, like, five episodes. And they ran out his contract. And it was whatever. Now, can I ask, is this what's responsible for Jared Padalecki's career? He just keeps leapfrogging from, like... <laughs> one- they were like, we got one more year on them, so just throw them on Supernatural. And then they were like, fuck, 12 years later. <laughs> it just keeps working. And now Walker, Texas Rangers had more than one season, and I don't understand. Yeah, and then they were like, well, fuck, we can yeah. cancel Supernatural. He'll do a Walker, Texas Rangers spinoff. It'll never go. No, God, I think, damn it. unfortunately, I think he's just that beloved by someone. I don't know. I think yeah. that's just like people like His him. Architectural Digest video was quite sweet. He, Wait, I just want to point out that the Bedford Diaries... Mm-hmm 
also starred Penn Badgley mm-hmm. a year before Gossip Girl. Yep. Audra McDonald. Yep, she was as one of the professors. Yeah, and then the guy who played Jason Street on Friday Night Lights. I yeah. can't believe yeah. I'm looking at posters for the show. I literally can't believe that I haven't seen it because. I watched every episode wow. and was Same. devastated when it was over. Same. I've never Same. even heard of I it. Loved it. I was like, this is brilliant. Oh what this show is. Okay, I'm going to go watch it now. I have nothing else to do. This is why you guys are the pop culture professors. Yeah. And we are. Yeah. And we're you. just the teaching assistants. Well, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I'm more yeah. of a right. TA well, off the street. Chris, you're a visiting professor from another college. Yeah. You know, you're yeah, doing. My, my, my knowledge just lies elsewhere. I'm like a fun <laughs> teacher from across the hall that, like, comes in to play a song on guitar uh, like for the kids and then like goes back to her own classroom i'm like someone's mom who they're just like they can watch the kids during lunch (laughs) (laughs) all right well we're we're gonna have to take a break and you all have to go watch bedford diaries but before you all say goodbye today is there any final gems of gilmore girl goodness you want to leave us with um i would say that my core belief is that Rory should have stopped trying to be a journalist. Yeah. Way back in like season five. Yeah. And maybe like become like a party planner. <laughs> she seemed to really like that. She was really good at oh, it. Geez. Her mother works in hospitality. It makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she'd be a lot happier wow. than like being writing a story about lines and not even interviewing anybody in the line. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's my thought. I love it. That's a hot take. My hot take is that, um, is that, Rory's baby is Jess's. No, I actually don't know. But my hot take is that I agree. Though. My hot take is that um, Jess is my pick for Rory, but actually, he's my pick for me, and he should actually be with me. Mm-hmm. And um, we'd like walk around and hold hands and like read books and stuff. I'd like play with his hair. I think that sounds really good. That's where you start. That sounds great. How wow. how, how nice. <laughs> wow. Well, before you guys go, does anyone want to say anything else rude about Logan? No, come on. <laughs> Nobody. Okay. Um, no, I would. I would let him buy me a Birkin. Oh. I would let him buy me a Birkin bag. <laughs> Logan would be mean to me if I knew Logan in real life. He would not be nice to me. Yeah, I feel he would wouldn't be. be he's not hot. nice to anyone. He no, is the no, fucking right. worst. Right. Or like worse, he would be like a little nice to me. So I would like give him my notes for the class that he missed. You all are so And rude. then he would be like really mean to me. <laughs> but Dean would also be mean to me. Dean, like both of them would definitely be mean to Dean me. Dean is unvaccinated, wearing a Magda hat yeah. and fully. Yeah. T- no. That's I always said, where was Dean on January no. 6th? I mean, <laughs> listen, if you like break down Stars Hollow, who was vaccinated and who was not vaccinated, I think they're really fucked. Yeah. <laughs> oh no Lorelai's definitely been reading too much on the internet I don't want to think about <laughs> she, that she got vaccinated but now but now she's like makes like ironic jokes about it mm-hmm. and Luke is like stop like they're like don't and is like causing stop. trouble like Kirk right. is listening to her like it's true she's right. spreading, and she's it's spreading like, fake like, news by accident right but she's like joking and Luke is being like girl you gotta shut the fuck up like I own a restaurant yeah, yeah. well Lorelai is Bill Maher listen Luke got one shot of J&J and he was done and we all know it. Wow. 
No, I feel like because he owns a restaurant and because it's probably been like suffering because of COVID, he's been like really strict about it. He's also Maybe. very healthy. He is healthy. Yeah. And you know what? He has April to whisper truth about science yeah. in his ear. So April probably. Well, the less said about her, the better. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> Emily has been a hot mess during COVID. Like Emily, like they've been like, did you get vaccinated? She's like, did I what? Her new family what? helped her. She's got that new family <laughs> and they're taking care of her. I hope so. Yeah. Well, Victoria, Ariel, thank you so much for bestowing your wisdom. Uh, thank let us, you. Let us know what you think of Bedford Diaries after you watch it. And uh... streaming, I believe, on Crackle and or CISO. <laughs> Zeus. I'm sure I can find it on like Watch Illegal TV. That. TV yeah. or whatever. Um, 2B TV yeah. with 10 ads. <laughs> but thank okay. you for having us. We're going to take a break. Thank you for being here. We're going to take a break and we're going to Google where to find bed for diaries and we'll be right back. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. GZM Shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more. All right, Chris, we are back and I have something very special prepared for you. Um, so as you saw on Instagram, I was asking people to send in their short, like their short thesis statements about who they think Rory's OTP is. And this is inspired because not long ago, Chris and I were talking on Instagram about our feelings about the love life of Rory Gilmore. And I know we are at odds, as everyone listening has already figured out. Uh, but I have some guests who have some big opinions. And so I'm going to... I'm, I'm really sh- unsafe without my other two Logan haters. 
<laughs> I felt comforted when we were ganging up on you. And now I feel, now I feel like the well, inmates are running the prison. I have to say, we got some wild theories from people, some wild opinions from people. The voice memos I have for you today are all over the place. So I feel as unsafe as you right now. I'm excited and scared to quote Into the Woods. I don't think anyone should feel safe right now. Um, So this first voice memo comes to us from friend of the show, Chet Siegel, and this is who she thinks Rory's OTP is. Hi, ladies. My vote for Rory's OTP is Marty. Uh, the scholarship kid at Yale, that was Logan's bartender. And then he dated, um, what's her face? The one who ended up being that B in apartment, whatever. Uh, I, I also want to hear your thoughts in general on class and Gilmore girls. I just was, as the seasons went on, so disappointed how Rory's whole thing just ended up being that she was like saved by rich people. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Um, yeah, voting hard for Marty. Thank you, guys. Wow. So, Chet Siegel coming in hot and hard for Marty. After I heard the word Marty. (laughs) I think she is just snowed by, and I would be very interested to know if she is is a rewatcher. Because Mm -hmm. I, I, right at top, was, like, very into Marty, too. I also think it helps that they introduce him well before Logan, so he does kind of seem like a love interest. Mm Mm-hmm. But Marty yeah. is not a love interest. He is he is meant to signify in the same way that there's the one guy who do, who turns Rory down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He is meant to signify that she isn't going to fall in love with every man who we see. And in fact, perhaps we as an audience are supposed to think like, oh yeah, go with Marty, not the trash blonde. I also do think like, you know, she did mention she has been rewatching it and A lot of people, particularly, I think, people who came to the series a little bit later, these issues with class are big for a lot of people. And it's a large part of why a lot of people like hate Logan. And there's some stuff coming up in some of these other voice memos that will reiterate this. But I I think in terms of class on the show, and this is like a bigger conversation about Gilmore Girls Mm -hmm. that I've seen in kind of the rhetoric of the show when people are talking about it, is, is that... They they seemingly and this happens with shows mostly run by women. Yeah. Um, because it happens with the early seasons of Grey's a lot. Also, is that people think it's not intentional. Yeah. That, like, and I think everything you're seeing on Gilmore Girls is the intention of yep. Amy Sherman Palladino to tell a story about a young girl who is fluctuating between her mother mm-hmm. and her grandmother. So exactly. Rory's whole story is always going to be. Where does she belong in the yeah. spectrum of Lorelai, who we could consider, you know, of the people, although LOL, she's not. And and Emily, who is, you know, the aristocracy, very wealthy. And yeah, so of course, at a certain point during the show, we had to have her flirt mm-hmm. with that lifestyle. Yeah. However, I think that we ultimately see Rory rebuke that choice. Well, I think ultimately the thing that I think is interesting is like, I think that with Lorelai, she felt like she had to make a choice. It had to be this or that. And I think the thing we get to see with Rory and I, I think ultimately what Amy Sherman Palladino and the team were trying to say is like, you can also like 
carve out your own path. Like you, you like, and that's sort of what Rory ultimately tries to figure out. There's some, it's a little hard because you get that weird season seven and like, then so much time passes. But like, I think that's where they were going, where it was like, I, I does I don't have to be Emily or Lorelai. I can be Rory. And oh, that, certainly. But we right? should also say that, right? So what are her two choices? It, right. Rory in the world of Gilmore Girls is never going to like be a working class poor person. No, <laughs> that's just no. not the option. Um, now, I think that the show is about class and who gets to be a part of it. And, and society is a mm-hmm. big part of the show, which I think is great because we rarely talk about those things. Yeah. But of course, this young girl who was raised in an incredibly privileged manner that may not have been about money mm-hmm. but was certainly about safety and an yeah. understanding that this community was always going to be around her is going to always look for safety nets rory is not someone who's going to fall fully there's a, there's something there to capture her regardless yeah fair but she does also the show has a weird understanding of money like 100 percent. how rich the gilmores are versus the the huntsburgers Rory's ability mm-hmm. to pay for things in the revival mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense, really. How much yep. children cost. It's like everything is kind of all over the place. Yeah. But I applaud the show for at least trying to tell a story about class, even if it is um, devoid of any kind of re- <laughs> re- reality in the oh, world yeah. we live in, in terms of like the intersection of race and yep, sexuality yep. and gender. Mm-hmm. But it's like. Yeah. But if we're, we're dealing in a world of just white people. <laughs> then this is what we got, baby. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I have to share with you now a completely unhinged vote from friend of the show, Julie Harney. Oh, God, more unhinged than Marty? This is this is so unhinged, the one I'm about oh, to play you. Here we go. <laughs> I'm going to preface this audio argument by saying that part of the reason I'm team Dean is because so many people are so strongly repulsed by Dean. In my opinion, it's unfair to label Dean as evil, especially when Logan is so clearly Satan incarnate. Dean's flaws are a result of insecurities, but the motive for his actions at least included Rory and their relationship. Logan and early Jess were unreliable, unstable, uncaring, uncommunicative, unwilling to get the therapy they needed, and ultimately dragged Rory down from reaching her potential. I concede that Dean was imperfect and immature and also needed a swift kick in the butt on how not to let his anxieties burden his loved ones. But Jess and Logan were selfish to the point where the best for Rory was very rarely a consideration. And when she was considered, she was never good enough or who they wanted her to be. I've seen the argument that Jess and Logan challenged Rory and Dean didn't. I would argue they didn't challenge her as much as they tore her down and left her as a broken person to much more of an extreme than Dean ever did. I don't think Dean is right for Rory in the long run, but I do believe he is at least better than young Jess and Logan. Now, and I hope this is included, I will admit, I would love to learn more about grown-up Jess because I think he actually has the strongest fighting chance in this argument. But I just need more information and perhaps a spinoff series before I can make that argument. Unhinged. Absolutely. Now that was a roller coaster. Unhinged, Julie. Also, I have to point out, we did a poll on our Instagram and Julie is the only person who voted for Dean. Now, I want to say I was with her until she started to drag my man. I was like, you're right. This is wonderful. Logan is Satan incarnate. Then I just, like, couldn't even follow what she... You know when someone is, like, speaking... Like, it's like, what are you saying? 
It I didn't just, make any, as she was talking, I was like, none of this is, not, is she speaking English? Yeah. To relate Jess to Logan? I was like, this is not well, right. I just, to me, I, thank you, Next. I love you, Julie. You're one of the kindest people I know, but I'm actually calling 311 to get you support. But I mean, Dean? Dean! Should she be, does she want Rory to live a life of battle bots and Lord of the Rings? I think she might. I think she might. And in terms of, like, Jess did challenge Rory. Logan, he pushed her off a cliff, basically. Well, speaking of Jess, I have another video. Oh. I have something else to share with you. Okay, I, I'm scared. Okay, making this short is very hard, but here it goes. Hi, my name is Rachel, and my um, choice for OTP obviously is Team Jess because I feel like Jess is just the best, and it's not just because I am in love with Milo Ventimiglia. Okay, here we go. So Jess, sure, he sucked. He sucked a lot when he was her boyfriend, but that was because they wrote him off the show to try to give him his own show because he was so beloved, right? Okay, um, and, and he came back, and he was a much better person. He was the one who got Rory back back on track because he knew Rory deep down. He knew the real Rory and he got her back on track. He makes Rory a better person, which is why I feel like he is her one true pairing. But here's the thing. Uh, Rory was so unlikable towards the end that yes, I think she j deserves to be with Logan. You know, they can just be miserable together. Um, but if you want Rory to be a better person, she has to be with Jess. She just has to be with Jess. Um, that is why I'm shipped them to. Um, that is why i'm team jess he is the better person yes he sucked in high school we all sucked in high school but then he became a better person and he makes rory a better person so if we want rory to be a better person she has to be with jess but if we want rory to stay rory she should be with logan because they are perfect for each other because they whatever anyway so that is my thoughts on um team jess and i'm sorry i'm sorry if you're not team jess i'm so i get it I know that you're thinking logically in the show, who should Rory be with? But I'm thinking like who would be best for Rory? And that is Jess. Okay. And who would be best for me? That would be Milo Ventimiglia. Also, I really think they should do a reboot with uh, where it's uh, Lane is the mom. And then it's about her and her daughter. Um, does she have daughters? I can't remember and I can't look it up right now anyway, but she should have a daughter. And wouldn't it be so fun if um, they had an episode where they go to Korea and then they run into BTS. Anyways, those are my thoughts. Love you so much. Okay, bye. So that's Rachel Chapman, iconic friend of the show. Okay? <laughs> no, I don't think anyone's I just want okay. everyone to know, like, you don't need to, when talking about Jess, you don't need to mention these other men. <laughs> like, everyone's like, this one and that one, and that was a wild ride where she's like, and then Rory could be with Logan. It's like, no, we, Jess, stands alone is my man and say it with me why did you drop out of yale he yeah. he took our girl back to where she needed to be he is hot he's we don't need to put him in context of these two trash guys yeah well i right before we started to record i had a last minute submission that i'll be honest i haven't gotten to hear yet but it's from front of the show, Casey McCormick, former guest who did my late night UCB tribute show at midnight once to Gilmore Girls. So I have to imagine this is a well articulated argument, but I'm a, I'm about to play this for both of us. Neither one of us have heard it. I don't know which side she's These on. These voicemails have taken me for a real ride. <laughs> so, I, I mean, only, only Lauren can see me. My face is like contorting <laughs> out of its body. Like my, 
I'm I'm excited and I'm nervous. Here we go. We're going to listen to this completely blind. We have no idea what's coming. This is from Casey McCormick. Hi, guys. Casey McCormick here with a couple of really strong opinions about who Rory's one true boyfriend is. I believe it's Logan, hands down. Here's why. Um, okay. We know that Dean is obviously like, the best first boyfriend ever and blah, 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 blah. He is not really supportive of Rory. He doesn't want her to reach her fullest potential. He gets weird when she achieves things or spends time volunteering and like working on her college applications, etc. cetera. Um, he's kind of cagey and jealous. Jess, frankly, doesn't support her at all. And um, at one point, kind of like pushes past the boundaries of consent at a party. And we don't love that. Logan supports her financially, emotionally, mentally, um, is her Richard and also challenges her, which no one else does. (laughs) So iconic message from Casey. I will say she also then followed it up with a counterpoint. Again, I haven't heard this, so I'm playing this totally blind. Uh, Here's Casey's counterpoint. Okay. But my counterpoint to my own argument is also that I think that's Rory's one true boyfriend. I think Rory's one true person is herself. She's very selfish. And I think that the reboot really confirmed that. Um, I don't know that Rory is cut out for a long-term monogamous relationship. I don't know that she and Logan really bring out the best in each other. I think she has a lot of shit to figure out. So I think Rory's one true person is herself. Maybe even her mom, because her mom is really selfish too. I don't know. But it's it's definitely not a man she's going to find wholeness within. Honestly, that feels right to me. <laughs> Disagree. And the reason she can't bring out any good in Logan is because there's none there. He's void Disagree. of any positive qualities. He's Disagree. a bad he's a bad guy, that guy. He's bad. I can't even look at him on the screen. He just needed a little therapy. I love Cariagos. We love Matt Zuckery. Logan just needed a little bit of a therapist. But here's the thing. When's he going? (laughs) We pick back up eight years later. He's cheating on his wife. So, and here's the thing. This is where I do feel, I've, this is my thing. This is my real truth. I feel so bad for Matt Zuckery as an actor because I think he managed to bring so much like love to that character and charm. And I do recognize Are that you it okay? is. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really one. Am I watching a different show? I just love Matt Zuckery. I do agree that Logan is selfish and there's so much privilege and there's so many things that are gross about him, especially when we first meet him. But I do think that he was getting somewhere in season seven. I know that's not canon to you, but I wish he had gotten to grow the fuck up. Like, I just, I don't believe that the Logan we meet in Year in the Life is where Logan was on trajectory to be. I think that was a regression. I think, okay, I'm going to try to be a little, I'm going to try to be not so negative on him (laughs) and talk more globally about the show rather than my individual problems with both the character of Logan and Matt Zuckery's performance, because I do genuinely think he is probably one of the actors who struggles the most with Paladino language. Okay. And he should also be in jail. The character. Of Logan. Well, I mean, Azkaban, Logan. directly. <laughs> okay. 
But what I will say is, is that if we are mental, so Gilmore Girls is ultimately a show about circularity, right? Mm-hmm, we begin mm-hmm. at a certain point. I think the greatness of that ending of and just uh, and just like the greatness of the ending <laughs> of and just like that of a year in the life mm-hmm. is the moment, right? That Rory says she's pregnant. I think it's much better that she's actually the same age sure. as Lorelai was at the beginning. If yeah. we are to believe in that cyclical storytelling that Rory is effectively Lorelai and the idea that life is a circle, then Logan is a direct correlation to Christopher. Christopher, yes, and I love Christopher. Who is also trash. I love Christopher. I love Chris. And and I think he and Lauren Graham have, um, we'll talk about someone who we need to check where he was on January 6th. (laughs) David Sutcliffe. David Sutcliffe. But Talk about not being well. the character of Christopher Hayden. Yeah, yeah. Logan is Christopher. Jess is Luke. Is Luke and yeah. that means that Jess is the good guy. But Jess is the good guy for Lorelai. Rory. No, like the Luke He's Jess the good guy thing, for Lorelai. Well, I mean like that energy, right? Because we've already said like Lorelai and Rory are different. I think, yes. The Luke Jess energy is exactly. I mean, now that you say it, I would not be opposed to Jess and Laura like. I mean, done. honestly, it would be kind of hot. Like, it's kind of hot. I just think, I just think that if we're coming full circle, I think the cool thing would be if if we're saying that Rory really is having Logan's baby at the end, it would be so cool to see her and Logan be able to work through the generational trauma. Absolutely be- not. I don't want that baby near any of those Huntsburgers. They're all literal human garbage. <laughs> selfish, okay. throwing money around, I mean, cheaters, I do, yes, cocktail I do hate waitresses. They're a mess, that family. Okay. Well, then... Honor is awful. The sister. Get Luckily, we oh, didn't I need to see Honor. her again in the revival. Okay, well, I guess it's time to play something that I think you're going to really enjoy then. I think this Uh-oh. is this is this is <laughs> going to be voice so scared. This is this is going to be one you enjoy. Here we go. Sorry, Lauren, I'm here to tell you that Logan is a bad boyfriend for Rory. Look, Dean became boring, Jess acted like a jerk, so I get why you don't want to pick them. But Logan was the worst. He brought out the worst in Rory. You can argue that she was becoming the worst anyway. It doesn't matter. Logan uh, enabled those problems. When she quits Yale, he supports her in that instead of challenging her. Rory needs to be challenged and pushed forward to be the character that we used to love pre-Yale. And Logan won't do that. I think Jess, an ideal Jess would do that. Now, would have Jess done that in high school? No, Jess was a jerk once he started dating her. He suffered from, you know, they were phasing him out of the show, so he has to be a jerk so that Rory will leave him maybe. But he was a jerk, sure. Uh, if I had to pick a one true love, I pick Jess. Uh, you'd need Rory to grow up because Jess has now grown up when we see him. So we need them both to kind of have grown up. But really, what I'd like to see is Rory just become a better person and then find an option number four. You don't need to date the person you met in high school or in college. Meet a new person that will challenge her and make her become great again. Uh, oh, no. Make Rory great again. That is my stance, I guess. Uh, anyway, Logan's the worst. So that was Kevin Hines, friend of the show. Um, I, I full full disclosure during the pandemic, I did host virtual Friday night dinners, and Kevin and I have gone toe to toe debating this very point. Um, so let's talk about growth. Yeah, let's talk about okay. growth. Growth. Let's yeah. talk about it. All three of the men mm-hmm. 
who grows the most who becomes an actual good person like everybody likes to talk about that one scene at that fucking party and Mm -hmm. guys i don't love it i blame the writers but in terms of growth and where yes. they all end, where we leave them at the end of it, and just like that, we yeah. leave Dean in fucking Scranton, Pennsylvania <laughs> with 18 kids, possibly about to storm the Capitol. Yep. Mm-hmm. Logan, a complete nightmare asshole running around with his okay. same all stupid right. friends all from right. like eight years ago. And honestly, if Rory was going to date a rich asshole, she should have dated Finn. Mm-hmm. Fair. And then Jess who has become a sweet little baby boy, moved out of Philly, because that was really, you know, the one thing holding me back from loving him. <laughs> that's one thing where I'm like, the writers, Jess would not willingly live in Philadelphia. No one does that. <laughs> but he's become such a nice boy. He's, he's fixed his relationship with Luke. They're so cute together. He's excited for the wedding. He's mended a little friendship with Lorelai in a way that he hadn't before. He yeah. encourages her to write her book and sets her on the path to give us the very show we're watching what do you people want this man has given us everything so you know what you've you i think what i've learned from listening to everyone's pleas and from listening to your well-articulated point that logan is trash are you ready to admit it what i've what i've come to learn is you know i agree jess as an adult is magnificent i love adult jess i love who he becomes i think he's too good for rory though i like him more than i like rory in okay a year but why can't a woman have why can't a woman be trash and have a great man we've been I seeing mean, this true like, that's true i guess we, i guess we've certainly fair. been watching the opposite for years yeah let rory be a mess and she has a lorelei and luke in some ways although no they're both messes they're both not messes you know fair enough i i think ultimately my takeaway is that I don't want Logan for Rory. You want I for want Logan. <laughs> and see, this is and see that and see this is where the difference is when you're Team Jess. This is the fucking difference. All you Team Logans, your Team Martys, your Team Deans out there, all of you are just talking about what you want for yourself. Now, yes, do I want Jess for myself? Absolutely. However, I also think he'd be a good partner to Rory, and ain't I, none of you capable of saying that about those I, other guys. I think the truth is, I do think there's a world in which Logan P- could be a good partner for Rory. I also see how Jess Does Rory be... have to be willing to be in a thruple? No. Because I He's don't think... married. He's joining the dynastic circle or whatever the fuck he kept talking see, about. But I hate that. I think that, like I said, I think that's regression. I don't buy into that. He did look that. really hot in the revival. I will so give hot. you that. When he, he took his so little hot. shirt off and stood near the door. This chemistry of- is just like off the charts. But I think that we can both agree that no matter oh, what, Dean is trash. Dean's my number two. Number two! And look, if these are the three, if these are the three, if it's like if we're <laughs> stripped bare and I only have these three people. <gasps> Get out of here. He's if, taller. Uh, fine. You know what? I'm going to say this. Forget He's, all of the men. Rory and Lane should be together. I think now and then they'll talk about someone who Rory's not good enough for. Mm, fair enough. Fair enough. And Lane was done very good. I will say, I do, I, I, I love this debate. It, it, it should rage on forever. It will. And I do kind of get upset about where... Amy Sherman Palladino is like, it's not about the boys. It's like, well, then give us a Laurel, give us a Rory yeah. storyline we care about. Yeah. Because if you haven't, and so, yeah, we're focusing on the men, lady. Yeah. And so I just, I I just think Jess is a wonderful, sweet man who, again, needs the love of a nice black yeah. gay guy from Baltimore. He also should I, not be fictional. 
I hope I, that you and Jess get together, and I hope tr- again, tr- I'm not ulti- honestly that interested in Milo. That like, yeah, did I watched the first season of This Is Us, and I was like, this is fine. Then it's I fine. turned it off. Yeah, no, I'm I get that. So I hope for you that Jess shows up on your doorstep, and I hope for me that either Tristan or Logan shows up for me. I'd take either and, one. And by the way, I think if we in a in a better world, mm-hmm. Tristan shows up at Yale. Yeah. Yeah. And because Chad Michael Murray, I find far more charming in the world of Gilmore Girls. Wish he'd been in the revival. He's a little kooky, though. And what yeah. has Logan given us? Like, really think about it. Search in your heart, Lauren. I want you to th- yeah. just, like, sit sit with yourself for a moment. Yeah, are you are, Okay? I'm, I'm, I'm here with myself. And think about what he has given us in any way that has been positive good he has no moments he has no iconic um, lines i love if you if you say when they jumped off that no i'm gonna say structure we'll go uh, um because nothing can be worse than finn's adaptation of the passion of the christ or whatever when he's cheering her up after dean leaves the party that episode i find him so charming and i love that you moment mean when he's smugly walking around her calling richard and emily richard and emily he's because a fucking asshole that guy there i don't know i like that episode. stealing the parents booze i mean he's just not he's not right in the head that kid yeah but he's fun i want to have fun fun okay i'm deeply unwell what you're <laughs> what you're reflecting back to me is that i'm deeply unwell no 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 you no, know what? everyone I, can have their choice no but honestly you're making I think me ultimately think- what we're landing on is is that you are a rampant cons- you believe in rampant consumerism and capitalism <laughs> i'm more of the people no, but you're making me think a lot about why my love life is so broken, and I'm gonna have I to think sit people, with this. Well, by the way, I want everyone listening who's Team Logan to also look within themselves and think: <laughs> Do you just like him because he's wealthy? No, it's not about the wealth. Because I no, I just they like do that have like, good chemistry. It's the chemistry. There's just something like I don't know. Like Jess and Rory felt more like brother and sister to me. Like Logan is the first time where I was like, it's hot. Like it's hot. It felt but sexual. Again, I want you to think within has mm-hmm. he ever made you laugh yes are we watching different <laughs> maybe did you like when he screamed that's what you that's how you do it at the yale daily news <laughs> no but i did like when he interrupts her class and they do that fake like plea the like the i've prank. never been more on rory's side than when she made it very clear you have wasted time in my life like i'm not gonna get that class back and see, I was the high schooler being like, yay, college is fun. I Great that episode, was so fun. but not as cute I as a love that episode. Not, oh, I just rewatched it. So fun. All right. Stan Stans, I hope you're having as much fun as we had recording. Tune in next week for episode two. <laughs> Talmor is my home. My family have worked the land for generations. My gran says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready for a great evil 
is coming. And death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a Storyglass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts.